Hey everybody and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lilith. And today we're going to be talking about Grimoire of Zero. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is a show that we... Actually, we just finished this two weeks ago. As of as of this recording. As yeah, as of this recording, about two weeks ago, we finished this series. Yes. Yeah. We started watching it three weeks ago. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it right now. Uh our reaction to uh Grimoire of Zero is basically just that they had us in the first half meme. That is very accurate, in my opinion. Because they did. They had us in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, okay. suppose we should start off with some background information. Alright. Um, do we want to do background information on the show itself or the plot? Uh, both. Both. Both is good. Both is good. It's literally the, the the only update I I have on my my on my list. The last one was Grimoire of Zero. <laughs> uh, so spring twenty seventeen, and what I'm about to say may shock you, but White Fox, White Fox. It's also a light novel adaptation. I mean, of course. Of course. When, when has when has White Fox not done a light novel adaptation? They did that original thing once, <laughs> once, uh, twice. I think. Steins, Steins Gate is a visual novel. Girls Last Tour is a manga, and then I think they did one other manga adaptation. And then yeah, they did they did that one original thing. Yeah, and other than that, just light novels. Oh, that, that's just like the last five years. Going back further, they have other stuff, but... That's fair. That's fair. What what recently have they done that's not a light novel adaptation? Not much. Now, of course, as usual, we're, we're coming at this from a place of love for White Fox. We... They do some really good stuff when they want to. And it just so happens that sometimes they don't. <sighs> Jeez, sometimes they don't. But uh, Grimoire of Zero is light novel adaptation. Light novel's still going. Uh, the light novel actually only started in 2014. I say only, but... <laughs> uh... Also, and this is going to be a... You know what, I'll, I'll actually save this for later. When when we when we further get into the meat of this, yeah. So basic plot breakdown. Um, so there's magic, magic and sorcery, sorcery. Also furries. It's which is a type of sorcery. It's very complicated. Basically, there is magic in setting called sorcery. Which is basically demon contracts. Like you, you, you put a summoning circle on the ground. You say some magic words. You summon a demon, and they do something for you. Pretty basic. And then there's magic, magic, which is all based on one book written by a girl named Zero. 
It's her grimoire, so it's the grimoire of zero. Title drop. Title drop. But uh, and then there's there's beast people, which are people they're they're, they're humans born with the outer appearance of an, of an animal. But they're bipedal and cognizant. Yeah, like they're they're people, but then but they're like they're furry people. They they are literally pe- they they are literally humans that just have the take on the appearance. Well, they don't take on; they are the appearance of some sort of bipedal animal creature. They're like were people. Yes. Except they never turn into people. They're all they're just always in the were form. Also, people are racist dicks to them. Yes. Also, some people willingly turn into these things after birth. Yeah, there was that one guy, so there is precedent. Yes. Well, they mentioned it earlier in the show, and it just didn't come up until the second half. Also, uh, magic users, witches, are persecuted because... Yes. (laughs) Well, basically, there was a plague, and everybody blamed this one witch, and so they burnt her at the stake... And then they decided, screw it, all witches are evil, better burn them all at the stake. To which the witches responded, okay, well, we're just going to use magic to fight back against this nonsense. Is that how that went? I thought they were already being dicks to witches, which is why when the plague went, they just found the nearest witch at hand and burned her at the stake. That is also possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't immediately just go to start burning them at the stake. Well, I think they absolutely did just that, but... Long story short, there's, like, tensions or whatever, and I would describe them as racial tensions, but it wouldn't make any sense unless you watch the show. Because it does that weird thing where they, like, treat magic users and normal people as two completely separate species... Like, the humans and the witches, they need to, like, learn to get along. It's, I can't get over the fact anyone can learn magic in this setting. It's not like... Yes. <laughs> Literally, if you have the book, if, you, if you've if you learned from the book, you can use magic. It doesn't matter who you are. It, there, the, the world building suffers some problems. It has some good ideas, though. It has whole, some decent ideas. I th- I personally think the whole idea of a magical revolutionary period is like an indu- the Industrial Revolution, but for magic. It, that's kind of the period that it looks like they're in at the start. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool, showing like the development of magic uh, and its acceptance or non-acceptance into a, this medieval society. And then they don't go anywhere with it. Yeah. Uh, so basic plot. Uh, magic exists. People are addicted to magic users. Beast people exist. People are addicted to beast people. Beast people are used as mercenaries to hunt down and kill magic users. Uh, main character is a beast dude. Teams up with a witch to go and find the Grimoire of Zero so that they can do a thing. Yes. (laughs) So basically at the beginning, the witch 
the main character teams up with is Zero, the one who wrote the grimoire. So it's like, we're going to go get my book back. And the mercenary is like, okay, sure, whatever. You didn't try and kill me on sight, so... She also did uh, promise to turn him human. That is important. That is like... Because, again, these beast people, they are literally human and they just have furry bodies. (laughs) So it is apparently piss easy for a magic user to turn one human again. Or piss easy to turn a human into one. It just takes, you know, a small ritual. In any case. And then they are very swiftly joined by Albus, a uh, a novice witch. Who can get fucked. <laughs> Who can get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> It's not even that Elvis is particularly bad. They're just incredibly boring and really whiny. Yes. Yeah. And then there's there's some plot twists later that are Which complete are completely nonsense. pointless. <laughs> pointless and complete nonsense. And actually actively contradict things we learn in the first half. A twist for the sake of it. a twist. Seriously. Okay. And so, but, uh, as the journey begins, they're just going to find the book. And so, they're like going to a town, and they're like hanging out, and they're traveling. They run into some trouble along the way. Albus nearly gets them killed. Not Albus's fault, technically. Not technically, no. I mean, maybe if Albus had had some more situational awareness. Yeah, yeah. Also, maybe if the villagers hadn't immediately gone to, you stole that ring, you're a witch! Burn the witch! But, yeah, then that that all happens. Uh, they go to a big city. Yeah, they go to the city. They leave the city. They do some, they, they do some clothes shopping in the city. That's the main reason they go to the city. There is that guy who sells clothes. Who doesn't belong? Who, who, in all honesty, I'm pretty sure is legally bound from state to stay fifty feet away from any school building. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh they leave. This, they do some stuff in the city. They have uh, an adventure. They leave the city. Then they go. The, the whole. They're, they're all. They're searching for the Grimoire of Zero. So they go to like the coven. Where Albus and all the other witches are hiding. And that kickstarts, like, that literally kickstarts the second half of the plot. Which is where things go from okay to downhill very quickly. Yeah, everything up until they get to... I, yeah, everything right up until they get to Albus's hometown. I don't know if it's, if it's Albus's hometown, technically. Technically, no. But, you know... Semantics. Yes, yeah, semantics at that point. Yeah. Basically, the whole the whole coven, most of the coven that was in the town was wiped out by this one guy. Who's a total penis. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and uh they fight off some bandits. Well, I suppose we should mention that this guy who wiped out the coven 
is also Zero's old friend, 13. Don't ask what happened to 1 through 12. They died. Or we assume they died. I'm pr- didn't they didn't they already state that 13 murdered them? Yes. Spoiler. Yes, they did. No, we're no spoilers here. Yeah, no spoilers. No one's going to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 watch this. Uh I mean, unless you want to be disappointed. Second half, they get teleported across the continent by 13 into his magic dungeon. And then they're in the capital. And then I'm trying to think of a way to succinctly sum up what happens next, but okay, maybe maybe it's just we gotta go. We gotta very quickly right, uh, go like through the two events. Se- so... Two sentences or less. <laughs> um, there's a magic duel. The, yeah, magic duel. Uh, the wizard, the witches want to uh, attack the kingdom and take over to stop the persecution, and this ends with. 13 and zero and all the other characters all the like main characters teaming up to turn off magic it's more complicated than that it's way more complicated than that it is also stupid it is also very stupid okay, so let's see here there's yeah so they get teleported there's a magic duel and then they just kind of stop the magic duel because they literally get get hungry and stop <laughs> like, well, you can't have a magic duel on an empty stomach, so they go and have bland potato soup. Um, and then, and then there's the obligatory party gets split up moment where Zero gets captured by Thirteen. Conv- well, no wait. First, he convinces the mercenary. He basically hypnotizes the mercenary. Yeah, he hypnotizes the mercenary to leave, which Zero does a a really bad thing where she's like, fine, you were tricked by 13. Well, I don't want to see you anymore. Rather than, you know, say, dude, you're being tricked by 13. Snap out of it. Come on. Well, to be fair, she does do that, and then she tells him to piss off. Which is arguably worse because she straight up acknowledges that he's been brain control, he's been mind controlled, removes the mind control, and then tells him to go away. At that point, you're taking the piss. Seriously. Also, Albus gets stuck in the dungeons because reasons. Reasons. And then the mercenary goes and fucks off. He beats up some other animal people. Goes beats up some other witches then because. Oh, that and there's one... a dog guy. Yeah, that guy, he came back. Yeah, we forgot to mention, there's a dog guy in, like, that first city they visited. Um, Which is about all the relevance he has to the plot at that point. Is just Yeah, he's just he's just kind of an asshole. He's someone they meet, and then they just sort of become important later. Yeah. So, like, his thing was, like, he was keeping women hostage because they were, He literally unquote, had witches. sex slaves. Yes, 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 they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. And so, uh, Mercenary and Zero beat him up and shaved him. Yeah. And, uh, so once they did that. So, yeah, he came back. Is is the plot getting convoluted for you yet? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the dog dude came back, 
and obviously he got betrayed by the witches he teamed up with to kill the mercenary. And he's also secretly been a good-ish person the entire time. Yeah, after after uh, after he gets betrayed and mercenary, I think he kills one of the mages and then threatens to kill the other one. Don't remember exactly what happened there. Uh, and so he, and then the dog dudes. Well, he's a wolf technically. Technically, yes. <laughs> technically, I don't care. <laughs> technically, I don't care either. Anyway, so the dog dude is like, wait. I am actually the guardian of Serena's granddaughter. And Serena was the witch we talked about earlier who got burnt at the stake for trying to use magic for a thing. And and sparked off this entire conflict. Yeah. And uh and she has a granddaughter who's the one who is supposed to have the grimoire of zero. The more the more I think about it, the more I think that she's a total dumbass for letting herself get burnt at the stake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she has magic. Uh. Anyway, so Dog Dude joins the party. Well, actually, he just kind of hangs around Mercenary from that point on. And then Mercenary and Dog Dude go back to the capital. They weren't very far outside the capital, to be honest. They literally made it like five feet outside. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they go back to the capital, and Albus is about to be burnt at the stake. Which is when it's revealed that Albus was actually... The, uh, Serena's granddaughter the whole time. And for context, Albus was introduced as, like, this this character is a boy. And it's like, oh no, psych, it's a girl. And not in a, like, cool way. It was, it was in a really weird way that made it feel really, really weird. Also completely pointless. It very, literally very pointless. adds nothing to the plot. Yeah, especially because we are told by Albus that the granddaughter of Serena has the Grimoire of Zero, but she doesn't have the Grimoire of Zero on her. Why? (laughs) Explain! Has the plot become too convoluted for you yet? But wait! (laughs) I forgot to mention two things. One... Something that's almost completely unrelated, the whole subplot about animal people having random seizures where they try and eat humans. Oh yeah, apparently they fly into carnivorous rages at, at random points. I feel like I feel like the racism against these beast people is at least slightly justified at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's also like implied that it's based on like hunger or something else or just rage but it's also treated as if it's just like a thing that happens <laughs> and so i don't i don't know what's true in any case also when they were in that first town first city zero put a spell on the mercenary which turned out to be a spell that redirects all damage from him to her and vice versa i think no, not even vice versa. No, not even vice versa. Right. Just- <laughs> only only from him to her. So every time he gets injured, injured, she gets injured instead. That's right. She, she decided to have the tank transfer all injuries to the mage. She is not a smart person. To be fair, she is not a smart person. <laughs> to be fair, she grew up in a cave, literally under a rock. 
Ugh. And so with all this, they rescue Albus, and there's a whole thing. And they come up with the plan to turn off magic. But they need Zero to do that. Yeah, they need Zero to... The, also, they need to uh, draw five magic circles around the country so that they can make a big magic circle that'll affect the entire country at once. And Apparently, yeah. And this uh, is when we learned the country is much smaller than we thought. At least, at least when the plot demands it. Like, spend five episodes going from one village to, like, a big city, and then in the later half, you can just, like, go to five equidistant points around the country in, like, the blink of an eye. Yeah. Everyone can, apparently. The country is super small. You can get there literally in, like, two hours. Round trip, half a day. Like, from the center of the country to the edge of the country... Longest amount of time, half a day. Which is nonsense. But, of course, the plot's not over yet. They have to rescue Zero, which turns out to be a trap by 13. And then Zero and 13 are having their magic duel again. And then Mercenary decides to jump in front of 13 just before he gets, like, obliterated by magic. And I don't know why... Because reasons. Because reasons. Anyways, because he jumped in front of the magic, Zero gets hit by the magic blast instead. <laughs> uh, sorry, I I'm laughing because of what happens next. <laughs> yeah, the funniest moment in the series. Zero is lying on the ground, like, presumably dead. Like, half-scorched and still sizzling. Yeah, <laughs> and 13 and Mercenary are like, oh no, what were we thinking? This was a terrible idea. Everyone's being all sad. And then she just sits up. It's like, she what the just, fuck are you guys doing? She just sits up. It is, we literally had to pause the episode and sit there and laugh for like five minutes. Especially because it's like the music cuts off and it's just after this very long discussion between the two. And it's like very dramatic. And then she just sits up. And he's and she's like, "Come on, guys, I put uh, fail safes in my book, so that if anyone tried to use the really dangerous spells, it wouldn't work." She, she basically, because Zero wrote the entire grimoire, she can no sell any magic to begin with, and then apparently she wrote she deliberately included spelling errors, so that anybody who tries to use like most powerful spells in the book can't use the most powerful spells in the book. Which, I mean, she she got hit by, like, the full force of her own spell, but apparently Zero's so strong she can't even kill herself. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so 13 joins the party. And if you think it's BS that the nominal big bad for the entire show up to this point, which is, what, episode 10 at this point? About episode 10, yes. Yeah, episode 10. 13 joins the party and they go around and they're doing stuff. Also the mages, Albus's mage group is doing a thing. They briefly kidnapped Albus and the dog guy. Not important. No. <laughs> anyway, so they all, they all go to equidistant points. They draw their magic circles. They all meet back in the center of the country and they start the whole ritual. And at the same time, all the mages are like revolting against the country and so there's, like, mages of the capital in the other city. 
and everywhere. And there's also the big group of mages that are coming to fight uh, Zero and Mercenaries group. And they have to hold them off. And then there's there's a big fight with a bunch of boars. Not important. Basically, they, they do succeed in uh, turning off magic. And... Well, there's an implied mage genocide immediately after that. All the mages who were at the capital city and whatnot were locked in battle, and then their magic turned off. So, yeah. Yay. Yay. Hooray for implied genocide. <laughs> anyway, uh, after that, Mercenary and Zero are like, alright, cool, yay, we did it. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're going to go go to other countries and explore the ways that magic has evolved since it was unleashed ten years ago. And that was the biggest fuck you in the entire series. <laughs> the biggest. The biggest. It just, any sort of coherent timeline just does not work for this. I'm sure if we got on a whiteboard... And maybe the books and plotted it out, it might make coherent sense, but also I said books. Uh how many books do you think got turned into this? For context, uh Yojo Senki was like two and a half of the light novel volumes. Uh you watched ReZero. Do you know how many volumes of ReZero got turned into Uh I actually don't know. You don't? Okay. No. But so just keep keep that number in. Yogosinki is incredibly well paced. Uh so just guess. <laughs> and then immediately understand that you're probably wrong because all of this is the first book. <laughs> it was a condensed adaptation. I've I, I, I heard I heard people complain about this being a condensed adaptation. Yeah. So they apparently didn't adapt everything from the book. Yeah. Yay. Yikes. That's a yike from me, dog. Uh, the second biggest fuck you was 13 joining them because... So 13, whole his whole, like, goal as being the big bad is to eventually create a majocracy taking over, like, the entire country and making Zero Queen of it all. And his they 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 defeat the villain after several fights with him by just saying, "Did you bother to ask Zero if she wants to be queen?" Because she quite clearly doesn't. He's like, "Oh, I I started all of this for nothing." Well, guess I'll join your party now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think at that moment I was like, "I swear, if thirteen joins the party, fuck this show. I'm done." <laughs> And then literally in the next episode, in the opening, right at the end, he's shown being, like, standing next to them on the cliff there with, that shows the whole party. And it was so freaking frustrating. Also, also, Dog Guy has a chance to murder 13. No one else around. No one would know. It was to be completely justified. He tried to kill Albus, Dog Guy's ward... He's also killed hundreds upon hundreds of people. Yes. On both sides of the conflict. 
he orchestrated the entire conflict and he just gets out of it. They even do a fake witch burning featuring him. So they're like, oh yeah, we're going to burn this witch and then no more witches after this. And they just don't burn him at the stake. And if anybody really deserved to be burned at the stake, it was 13. <sighs> just, just so much. Just so much. I feel like we haven't even fully gone over all the like the nitty gritty bits of the plot, but that doesn't matter because you shouldn't watch this. Yeah, yeah. You're honestly, not missing out on anything. You are not missing out on anything. To be uh, well, zero is kind of kind of cool. Uh, yeah, zero's all right. I think what distracted us is because we were like, "Oh, hey, she's like a uh, yeah, she's like a third generation uh, Shauna, Shauna type. clone." Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So we're like, "Oh yeah, I don't see the don't see a lot of those anymore," and I. I'll, Mercenary, he's pretty cool. He's a pretty gruff dude, good cook. Nice. I like him. He, his name is Mercenary because, like, you know, whole true names have, like, actual magic power thing. So Zero refuses to let him actually tell him her name, tell her his name. Yeah, And he so just every- doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes along with it. And everybody else we mentioned doesn't mention their name either. I mean, Albus mentions uh, her name. No. Is Albus not, not nope. their real name? No. Nope. Nope. Not her real name. Every, everybody takes like a code name, I guess. I think the, show the only is one. Dumb. <laughs> the only one who we know, like their real name is the dog guy. I don't even remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. It's completely. Completely irrelevant. <laughs> because he's completely irrelevant. And I think the, the weirdest thing about it is that when we started back up, just after the magic duel, we're like, uh, some things were happening. We're like, okay, this must have been the, like, the book break. There was, like, the big duel at the end of the book, and then they had to do the next book. So they start off with a bit of, uh, back, with a bit of flashbacks and some other stuff, and then they start pulling out some weird stuff. We're like, okay, if this is the second book, it makes sense. But then the revelation, this was all in the one book, is complete nonsense. <sighs> it's it's It seems like the whole thing was just written by the seat of the author's pants, with no regard for any coherency whatsoever. <sighs> it's just... When it's it started... Good. I kind of thought of it as like, oh, this is generic, but it's the it's the good kind of generic, you know, pretty standard plot devices and settings. But well, I mean, something generic can be used for very to tell a very interesting story. Yes, but it did not choose not to that. do that. <laughs> yeah, it did not do that. It did not do that. Dang shame. Really, really dang shame. Like, I think I said after we finished it, it was like, really good world building, really bad execution. And then you were like, well, actually, the world building wasn't that good either. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, because in hindsight, it's just, it's just a mess. Like, they start off explaining magic one way, and, like, magic is mysterious, and nobody really knows what it is. And then a few episodes later, it's like, mercenaries, like, magic is split into these three different groups and it's 
and we haven't heard from this one group, but they're like a problem. And yeah. And also all witches are evil, but some witches work for the government. Therefore they are good. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. What, what else? What, are, is there any other like bits of world building that I, that we forgot? Um, you know what? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it really does not matter. So I would definitely say that uh, of all the elements in the show, Zero is one of the best ones. Yeah, she is. And the show really suffers when it decides, okay, we're going to lock Zero in a tower that she can't escape, even though she's the freaking god of magic, more or less. Yes. That's basically the problem with her being so ridiculously OP. Uh, I basically knew it was going to be inevitability that they were going to have to take her out of the equation somehow in order to have a climax that was climactic. Did they? I never said that they had one, but I'm saying to have one, you know, oh, can't just yeah. have someone who can literally just go, nope. <laughs> You got one guy who can Thanos snap like 50 mages into nothingness. True. And he's not even the most powerful person. True. Oh yeah, that's also I forgot about this. The uh the coven that Albus is a member of is run by this guy that they call him. And I, for the longest time, like, we're like, oh, it's is it 13? That would be, like, our total minds. I'm like, no, no, no. This, you know, they have, I gotta give them some credit. They would never have such an obvious plot twist. I gave them too much credit. <laughs> Way too much credit. It was 13. 13 was him all along. And admittedly, there was the one cool realization where it was like, oh yeah, that's why all the mages were disintegrating every time they tried to attack him, because they signed a blood contract with him, and if they broke it, they died. So. Hence the Thanos snapping. <laughs> yeah. Never comes up again. Yeah, which, I mean, they could have literally just stuck 13 in front of them and said, in front of all the mages, be like, here you go, attack 13, but I don't recommend it. And then all the mages attack 13, and then they all just die. It's like, there you go. Mage problem solved. Or, heck, Zero could have just uh, no-sold all of their magic and then gone on to turn off magic in the entire world. Probably. She can do that. We've seen her do it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Fundamentally, Grimoire of Zero is a whole host of mediocre world-building with some interesting-ish in initial like suggestions of what it could be that ultimately just doesn't care and is perfectly fine with being utterly bad. I was going to say like generic, but it's not even generic. No. It's like actually bad. It started generic. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> it backslid from there. Started generic, got a little bit good. The more zero interactions we got, and then just took a sharp nosedive into complete terrible right at the end. Dang shame, to be honest. 
Damn shame. Dang shame. What 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 would be something that's like that's like this but actually good? Like this but actually good. So let's see here. Uh Well, I was looking on my anime list and one of the things that was in the recommended on this show page is uh Chaika. So there's always You know that. what? I I you know I'd absolutely actually say yes, yes. Watch Chaika instead of this. We already had a whole episode on saying why Chaika is good. So, Chaika is a very good show, and you should go watch it instead of this. I have not watched like an absolute shitload of fantasy oh. anime. <laughs> Your recommendations also include Spice and Wolf. I can see that this is basically Spice and Wolf meets, uh, I don't know, something else. <laughs> I can see where someone would say that, at least. Although, if you wanted, like, a big fantasy epic adventure story, wouldn't recommend Spice and Wolf to scratch that itch. No, that's a lot more economic warfare. That's, and... that's an entirely different story. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Spice and Wolf right now. We're just here to, like, give other recommendations for stuff you should watch instead of Grimoire of Zero. Best I can say is, yeah, Chaika. Um... I've not watched a ton of fantasy anime, and quite frankly, it's been a long time since I've read uh, like any sort of like fantasy literature, so I can't give any recommendations there, because I don't have any titles popping into my head. Log Horizon, maybe? Oh, Log Horizon, well, that would be good. Yeah, Log Horizon. Although, that's... That, that you gotta enjoy isekai. MMOs. Yeah, that is yeah. isekai. <laughs> isekai, MMO. But at least you're getting, like, you know, your fantasy adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, Log Horizon also has a pretty big, like, management thing going on. Eh, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's still better than this. But yeah, don't... We we literally had a choice between two, two shows, Grimoire of Zero or this other one that was right next to it. Then we can't even remember the name of. <laughs> I think it was UQ Holder. It looked terrible. It looked absolutely terrible, and we were like, okay, do we want to watch something that we know will be trash? Well, something that could be good. Because it, it had good reviews, and we're like, okay, give it a try. And, uh, well, it disappointed us. It really did. Honestly, I would have gone, I sh we should have gone and watched the thing that was, like, we knew was bad, because at least then we could laugh at it. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, give give Grimoire of Zero a miss. Yeah, that that is the <laughs> that's the conclusion and the thesis statement and the body and everything about this entire episode is just don't watch it unless you really want to be disappointed. If you have any recommendations for good fantasy adventure shows, you can go ahead and. Uh... Pop into our Discord. Yes, it's time for the obligatory Discord ad. Yay! Yay. Until next time, I have been Eli. And I have been Lilith. And this has been Anime Stroganoff.